economic health of this nation has been. Four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline Read. in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Well, good morning, good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, your host this week, here with Casey Smith, who's a CFP and works in our planning department at Hensler Financial. And I'm also here with none other than Dr. Roger Tuttero, who's a professor of economics at Kennesaw State University. Uh, Dr. Tuttero, I noticed last week that you uh, were named the Hensler Chair. Well, that's exactly right. And let me just begin, Troy, by saying what what an honor it was. I've known Gene and Pat since the late 1980s, and we've been blessed at KSU to have their support in a variety of manners, including hiring so many of our great graduates over the years. So we appreciate this support, and hopefully it'll allow us to continue to advance uh, KSU students into the world of investment management. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome stuff. And uh, I just happen to be one of those KSU grads. I think Casey. It's the same here. There you go. We got yeah, a couple so, of us. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few of them around here, um, and uh, we are also honored to be a part of the whole gang as well, and uh, honored to have you as the, well, the chair, uh, named Hensler chair at Kennesaw State. So, uh, good stuff, huh? Well, thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And uh, why don't we talk about what's been going on in the financial market? It's been kind of choppy lately, and uh, this week was no different, right? Uh, last five days, market's down 76 basis points, 0.76%. Uh, energy's higher, healthcare's higher, utilities is higher. Usually that's a sign that things are gonna, things are kind of going the, the wrong way for the overall market uh, when you have those uh, types of investments that start bubbling up. Uh, industrials sold off three and a quarter percent. Materials down two and a quarter percent. So uh, you look year to date. Kind of where we are, uh, pretty much flat, uh, down 0.03% uh, so far in 2018. Now, that's been much different. By the end of January this year, we were up 7%. So uh, uh, kind, a of a, swing. kind of a strange situation. And look at this, Casey. I know we've highlighted this. Consumer staples are down 11.8% so far in 2018. Yeah, what and consumer discretionary is leading the way at 5.13%. What kind of yeah. sense does that make? The world is upside <laughs> down. There is something wrong. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And, uh, uh, you know, we're in the middle of earnings season. We're starting to get quite a few earnings in. Uh, 226 of the 500 S&P 500 companies have actually reported earnings growth 24.24% higher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, earnings have been, been coming out gangbusters. But Sales almost 9 Let me counter-argue it for a moment. I mean, if, if the staples are off, but the discretionaries are up, if anything, that might tell you something about enhanced confidence in the economy. Because we typically flock to consumer staples when sure. we think that we're going in a period of softness. Right. So I actually view that as being a vote of strength that the economic expansion remains in place. Sure. Uh, not only that, uh, one of the big stories we've heard this week is uh, 10-year Treasury is over 3%. First time we've seen that since, what was it, 2014? Right. Uh, generally tends to be, again, a vote of confidence in the growth story. Um, you know, we've seen 
some of the numbers I've heard uh, analysts and economists talk this week about uh, the potential for GDP in 2018 being over 3.5%. Uh, one of the pieces that uh, actually that particular economist was using was an index of truckers. Right. And uh, they talked about, you know, when you see truckers do well, uh, it's usually a sign of GDP growth, economic yeah, the, the growth. Yeah, the CAS index, and I don't know if that's what they're looking at or not, is typically a measure of freight movement within the economy. Right. And so it does tell you, at least on the goods production and consumption side, something about activity. Uh, I don't happen to be in the camp that expects 3.5% GDP growth. I've got much more modest numbers. But I do think, you know, if you look at the leading economic indicators, which are now up more than 4% over the trailing six months, it clearly tells a story of an economy that continues to expand in the second half. Sure. And, uh, you know, the the type of uh, earnings growth we've seen so far in this uh, reporting period just for the first quarter, 2018, uh, that's pretty significant. 24% growth last uh, uh, last quarter, four, uh, fourth quarter, 2017, uh, we had a, a growth rate of 14.56, which I thought was uh, pretty substantial. Um, but, you know, we're talking – the if you look at the S&P 500 expectations, uh, they're still showing about expectations in 2018 of growth in earnings of 29.2%. Uh, all I can say is, wow. How much of that, that is attributable to the tax reform versus just, you know, organic kind of growth? Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, is tax reform. And it's going to be one of those one-time bumps, I believe. Sure. Uh, you know, you won't see it next year. In fact, the comps get tougher from here. So next year you'd see... Uh, probably a substantial uh, drawdown from there. But, uh, uh, you know, all things considered, uh, there's plenty of reason to believe uh, that we're going to have continued economic growth in 2018. You know, with the tax reform, you're going from the highest statutory rate being 35% down to 21. But, of course, there are a lot of companies that did not pay that 35%. Their average tax rates were significantly lower than that. Sure. So while part of that year-over-year jump uh, in earnings may be attributable to tax reform, that's certainly not the only driver. Have we seen an increase in capital expenditures really pick up now, yet? You know what? Uh, that was the other piece of the of the uh, tax reform is uh, some of the ways that they allowed uh, companies to depreciate or write off uh, earnings, and and they've gotten it about to the point where you can make capital expenditures an expense, a real time expense in this in the first year. Um, what I can tell you, although I think it's too early to see what would go on with uh, capital expenditures, usually. What I would have expected was uh, maybe lending demand increase, and I don't see I don't no. see evidence of that yet. And uh, you know, I guess the counter argument to that is uh, maybe companies were so flush with cash that uh, they're going to spend it from their you know retained earnings. But uh, even that, I'm not sure about. Well, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Troy, because you know we have to remember going into this tax reform, and again, tax reform is largely a corporate side, uh, going to a lot of cash on balance sheets. And I try to remind people that businesses do not, in general, hire people just because they like having more folks around the house. Sure. And they don't buy capital equipment because they like to have big plants. They do so because they truly believe they need to in order to meet their increases in production. Now, I have no doubt that the changes in the acceleration of depreciation will move forward into 2018, some CapEx that might have happened later. But ultimately, expectations about demand for product, uh, cost to capital, these things play at least as important a role as tweaking the marginal rates. Right. Uh, so I, I did catch you said um, you're not in that 3.5% camp. Uh, I have seen, uh, you know, earlier, probably a couple of weeks ago, uh, even that recent uh, 
Some were calling for about a 2.7% rise in uh, GDP in 2018. Yeah, that's that's almost exactly where we are. I mean, now, again, when we talk about growth in 18, let's be clear. If you're looking at average GDP in 18 versus average GDP in 2017, I think that's a good number. Uh, But when you compare fourth quarter to fourth quarter, it may come in a little bit more modest. And the reason is... When you look at year-to-year averages, that big momentum that we had in 2017, which is you know 3.1% in the first quarter, then 3.2, and then 2.9, a lot of that spills into 18 if you look at average year-to-average year. Okay. All right. Uh, good explanation. I appreciate that. Uh, existing home sales this week, we got quite a few uh, details. Economic releases, existing home sales being one of them. Uh, seem to continue recovering in March, uh, closing on their uh, November peak. Total sales increased 1.1%. Uh, more information out of the housing market. Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which uh, has quite a lag, uh, but it's still showing the three-month ending in February was uh, was accelerating relative to the previous month's release. 20-city uh, composite index rose 6.8% in February, up 6.4%. Uh, from the uh, the growth registered in January, uh, all the details seem to be positive. You know, somewhere between 6.3, 6 percent, something like that. Um, so, you know, home prices are appreciating probably. And I think uh, Dr. Tuttero, you talked about this uh, last time you were on uh, inventory shortages. Yeah, inventory shortages both on existing and on the new home market. On the new home side, part of the challenge is is most of the builders don't feel like the lot inventory is there to allow them to add the structures. And then, of course, there's always a natural linkage there because unless you can uh, sell your existing house, can you you also get into a new one in many cases. But on the pricing side, I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge for the first time in this housing cycle, we're hearing questions about affordability. And six and a half percent is pretty good appreciation in a two percent inflation world. Sure. Uh, and then you start considering uh, rising interest rates. Uh, probably makes a house. Uh, you know, a lot of folks when they go out to buy just about anything, it's it's about how much do I have to pay per month. Right. Uh, when you see interest rates increase, it makes the house, as you said, a lot less affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things we see here, conference board consumer confidence rose 1.7 percent in April, uh, rising to 128.7, offsetting roughly half of the last three months. Uh, or the last month's three-point decline. So, um, you know, a rise in, in consumer confidence is always a good thing. Right. And, you know, we had a great surge in consumer sentiment in late 2016, right around the election date. And we managed to keep most of those increases. I mean, ultimately, we will we expect it drives consumer confidence is, of course, tightness in the labor markets, a rising income for consumers, and a general outlook that uh, the economy is being well-governed. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so let's take a real quick break here. When we get back, we'll talk a little more about some uh, economics we got a dog of the week as well so uh, stick around you're listening to money talks we'll be right back all material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current but accuracy cannot be guaranteed the contents are intended for general information purposes only Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. 
It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.